Oh, boy, here we go for that big old Tuesday show. Already up in your mouth is what it is. Man, I am ready to roll on this big old Tuesday show. It is going to be an HRC Honda 450 squad kind of day. Coming up in moments, we will chat with our friend Chase Sexton. Love that kid. Absolutely love that kid. We will talk to him, and then in the middle of the show, if you missed it from yesterday, Chet Lawrence of that HRC Honda team. You could just call him Daddy. That's his new name. His name is Jet Big Daddy Lawrence. Remember the old school drag racer? Uh, uh, Big Daddy Don Garlitz? Remember that? Yeah, that's, that's freaking Jet Lawrence now. He's the daddy of everybody in that 450 class. He owns them. Everybody. He's in everybody's head. It's like, dude, he can't be beat. It's like, I get the whole shot. I ride my ass off. That kid still beats me. Like, what are you going to do, man? I know uh, in the Moto Minute today, we're talking that Marvin Muscan may pop back up at Washougal. I know Kenny Roxon is going to pop back up at Washougal. There's some uh, more racers coming to the front of the pack here. They're going to give that kid a challenge. And I fully expect, and I'm noticing, Ferrandez is getting really dialed in. He's starting to look like the Dylan Ferrandez we saw win the championship back in the day. And I'm also thinking Chase Sexton's going to get healthier and more dialed in. And then those two are always a threat to take out Jet. But we'll find out. We'll have to find out. So uh, stick around. We will talk to Jet Lawrence coming up in moments besides Moto today. What do I got on the show? I got not one. I got two What the Floridas. It's a great time. And one of my What the Floridas is going to go into a rant that I have on the show all the time. And it's going to be... Uh, mix in with a what the Florida. You'll know what I'm talking about. In fact, here's what we'll do. We'll get into Chase Sexton. And then after that, I'm going to tell you my first what the Florida of the day, which also is a massive stretch rant. And of course it's Florida. Of course it's Florida. It's always Florida. The answer is it's always Florida. But we're going to get into this. Uh, I got something fun that happened in Florida in a prison. I'm starting to think that prison workers don't really pay attention. And then I have a story that I didn't get to yesterday about a dude that was uh, found dead in a freezer. I'm going to get into that one. And then this one I think is interesting. Everybody's got energy drinks. We love energy drinks. We pound the ghost around here like crazy. And then I see a senator chiming in, and he's wanting to not regulate energy drinks per se he's picked one out in particular and it's because well that one is owned by a douchebag and when you're such a douchebag that a senator decides to f with you interesting it is very very interesting so we we will get into that story shows you that if we ever start a big 49 energy drink we will be f with because stretch is a douche and it's going to happen. People are going to come for us. They're going to be like, screw you, Stretch. Oh, no, you do not. No energy drink for you. I'm like, but I like the ghost. And they're like, oh, you can have the ghost, but you can't have your own. You can't have Stretch re soda, extra caffeine. No, you cannot. Yeah, we're going to get into this story. There's a whole lot to talk about on the show today and a lot of motocross because we love the effing moto. We got the entertainment report and everything else that you've come to know and love from the stretch show. Gonna give it to you if you like it or not. So just <laughs> bend over and take it. And that uh, jet, not jet, 
Jay Sexton. That's what's coming up next. Going to get our chase on right after this. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are going to sit down with a dude from the HRC Honda team back on the box and just his second race since returning from injury. That would be Mr. Chase Sexton. You were on the box the first week after returning from injury, too, but today you go 2-2 on a strong ride on a really hard, brutal freaking track, and I know that couldn't have been easy out there just coming back from injury, so walk us through your day today, your thoughts, uh, your impressions on the overall today. Yeah, this one's uh, it's a lot harder when you haven't been racing. I yeah. I really realized that today. Red Bud, I I felt pretty good the whole time, but then this one was uh, was tough just to get back into race shape. So okay. I feel like my riding today was a little bit better. I felt more solid on the bike. Um, speed was good. Just I just didn't really have it that second moto. I was okay. I was riding not very smooth, and when you don't ride smooth, it's, that track will beat you up pretty bad. So <laughs> yeah. um, as far as that is yeah, I gotta keep getting better and climb the ladder to where I was last year. So it's uh Jet's not gonna make either easy either as Dylan, so it's gonna be fun rest of the year, but overall just trying to get back to where I was and um yeah, that's where my mind's at right now, at least. All right, Chase, you looked really good on the bike. I know your fitness is always top-notch, that you're really physically fit. But, you know, you take a pounded out there on a race like today. So is this going to affect your training for next week? Or are you going to, you know, have to you know recoup a little and not, you know, get back to it as hard? Or is your fitness, you know, where it is that you're fine to start training next week? Yeah, definitely. I feel like I'm, I'm in good shape. Just got to get back to like feeling really good um so yeah just i've been kind of trying to recover during the weeks and just being dealing with a little bit of just fatigue overall so okay um this week i want to recover and come and swing into spring creek obviously yeah. I've, I've ridden quite a few laps there growing up in the midwest so yeah i like that track and uh eli and, ha- eli and i had a good battle there yeah. last year so hopefully we can take that to our advantage and puts the good motos in all right let's talk about the starting gate i know we asked jet this question i want to hear the same from you what goes into your gate selection you're one of the fastest qualifiers out there you you have you know first choice or so you know when it comes to gate selection what is it that makes you uh pick the gate every time the first thing i look at is obviously position on the gate and where i want to be for the first corner and then once you kind of narrow that down you look at uh what's after the gate and i feel like this year the gates have been pretty deep, or the ruts after the gate have been pretty deep, so okay. it makes it a little bit more um, crucial to have a good good time in practice, so you can have, uh, obviously, first or second gate pick. Um, yeah. But after that, kind of just position and um, how the gate, or the rut is after the gate, and first moto was a good start, first whole shot of the year in outdoors, so that was yeah. that was fun, didn't, didn't last too long, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, better starts today, and overall, I'm happy with that. Uh, do you think about part of the better starts today was you were lined up? I know you were outside of both Dylan and Jet in both of the motos today, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. Is it did that outside uh, 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 lane selection? Is that you, you think helping you at this point? Yeah, both motos. I was outside of them. I think <clears throat> I've kind of come to the realization that the outside is one. I feel like it's a little safer, and two. Okay you're able to just leave it on longer. And that's something right. that I learned from Eli last year. He loves to start outside the doghouse. And yeah. that's something that I've kind of tried to take into my advantage. And yeah, I, I didn't get the best start second moto, but I was able to hold it on and come yeah. out decent. So um, yeah, I think 
starting outside the box just it gives you a little bit more room and um, able to hold it on longer. All right, so let's talk about the Super Motocross Championship points. You are number one in that category right now going into the playoffs at the end of the season. Does that factor in at all? Do you think about that as you move forward? You're obviously going to make it into the races, but is it important to you to come in uh, leading in points when we get to the Super Motocross season finale uh, this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I like to come into that series starting in, uh, in the front. Yeah. But uh, right now, like I said, this is my goal is to climb, climb back up to where I was and start feeling a little bit better at the races. Well, you're looking damn good at the races again, Chase. Congratulations on a second place overall today at Southwick. Can't wait to see what happens as we move forward, as you get your health dialed back in, get over the health issues, and your body gets back to 100%. That is going to be freaking nice, man. So congratulations. Can't wait to see you next week. Best of luck to you then, and I'm sure we'll talk to you uh, very soon again up here on the podium. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Great teaser post yesterday from Marvin Muscan and his sponsor, O'Neill Gear. In the video, they send him some new gear and tell him how sick it would look with Washugal in the background. Then they talk about Marv breaking out that KTM two-stroke he has, and it would look even better. By the end of the video, they sure as hell make it look like Marvin Muscan is going to be racing at Washugal on his freaking KTM two-stroke in a couple of weeks. I hope Marv is not messing with our emotions, because I really would like to see that. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. All right. It is time to talk. It is time to combine two of my favorite rants. One being sharks, two being Florida. I ran about both of these. I ran about Florida almost all the time. But I'm probably the only person on the radio telling you to stay the F out of the water because there are sharks. And apparently, you can't even go in rivers anymore. Did you see the video the other day of the guy that was fishing on a in a river and his shark had swam up from the mouth of the river and when he was washing his hands after catching a fish, it pulled him in the water. Yeah, sharks want to eat you. You're crazy if you think that's not true. They want to eat you. They want to eat you. They want to eat you. Well, I got really bad news for us Americans when it comes to getting eaten by a shark. I often ran about Australiers saying, Aussies, stay out of the water. Oh, it's going to not be a good day, mate, if you go in the water because you're going to get eaten by a shark. But know this population of Australia is equivalent to the population of just the state of California, and it's massive. So you take a massive population and a much smaller landmass, the United States of America, and guess what? A new article out that says America is the shark attack capital of the world with 72% of all shark attacks in the world having the right here in America. America, don't go to water, America. Stay the F out of the water. United States saw 41 of the 27 confirmed cases worldwide last year. And of, this is where my two worlds collide, bitches. And of that massive amount in Florida, the massive amount of shark attacks, Florida, they say, is by far the shark attack 
attack capital of the world. So you had 41 shark attacks in the world last year. 27 of those in America. And 16 of those 27 in Florida. Say there's already been seven fatal shark attacks reported globally this year. Summer's heating up. They'll tell you it's global warming. I'll tell you it's just mean ass effing sharks that just look want something to eat and they will eat you. You are on the menu. And they will go for you. They say Florida by far the shark capital of the world with all those shark attacks up. And to make that even worse, there's even a more of a hot spot. So America is the hot spot. Of America, Florida is the hot spot. Of Florida, Volusia County. 44% of the total attacks of the 16 that were in Florida, 44% of those were in Volusia County. Here's an idea. Stay the F out of water, you dumbasses. Listen to Stretch. Listen to Stretch. Stretch says, don't go in the water. Stretch used to say, you could fly over the water in a plane or go in the water in a boat. I changed my views on boats when orcas started attacking yachts in Spain. And now they're doing it in Ireland too. Don't go in the ocean. The ocean sucks. Everything in the ocean wants to kill you. And for damn sure, don't get in a submarine and get imploded. Stay the F out of the ocean. The ocean's dangerous. There's UFOs down under the water. They pop up out of there and fly around. Yet, shark attacks are all over the world, but most of the shark attacks in the entire world, like three quarters of them are right here in America. And then most of those are in Florida. Listen to Stretch for once. Save your life. It's a public service announcement to all great Americans, even you Floridians, because you give me so much to the show. I'm trying to help you. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Mitch Payton of the Pro Circuit Kawasaki team is teaming up with Scott Goggles. And they're giving you a chance to design a new set of goggles for next year that the team will actually wear and they will be sold in stores across the globe. If you want to enter, go to scott-sport.com to get your entry in and you better hurry because the contest entries will close as of July 14th. Good luck, mofos. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, hells no. Stretch didn't say nothing about UFOs today. That was not in the uh, opening monologue of the show. He didn't say anything about it. No, he didn't. You know why? He snuck it in. You just got sneak effed. You know what a sneak eff is? You know what I'm talking about. It's when you're uh, in bed and you're spooning with your, uh, your lady friend. And then, for whatever reason, the dumbass went to bed with no underwear on. And then... You wake up with like a, a a wood, and then you start grinding on the spoon position. And next thing you know, you just snuck in. You're just in there, and like she wakes up and is is like having sex. And it's like what the I was having a dream. Next thing I know, I wait, I'm thinking I'm having sex. I wake up and you're like, ah, I sneak after you, sneak after you. You know you've all done it. You just don't have the same name for it, but it's okay. You sneaky effers. All right, well I just sneak after all of you because I'm sliding in a UFO story. Just a tip. It's not a great UFO story, but it is an important UFO story because I am following this story. I am a pit bull with a bone, and I am not letting go, and I am telling you, 
Every time I find something, I'm going to look for more and look for more and just keep digging and keep going until the truth really is out there for my friend Fox Mulder. All right. This is what I like about this story. It's the source more than anything. The source is Newsweek magazine. They're like, they're writing a UFO story? No, but they're thinking about it. And let me explain. I'm going through and I find this story. I look for UFO news every day. I got an alert on it. And this was published yesterday. And what they did was did a poll, a study, a survey. And they went around and got registered voters, uh, 1,500, and they did a survey. And they said, do you believe in UFOs? Do you believe the United States uh, knows more about UFOs than the general public does, than the government does? And it was a real poll. And it's very interesting as we've got a time where members of the government are seriously investigating the hell out of what we really know about UFOs after Grush comes forward. And it gives all the details that Grush has given, which we've talked about on the show. That's nothing new. But this study was just done last week. And of those people that were voters in America, they found that 57% of the people in the poll believe that the U.S. government has more information about UFOs and alien life than it has publicly shared. So that means more than half, which means more than half of the people in this poll, which are voters, which are American adults, believe in UFOs and are admitting it. I think the number's always been around there. I just don't think people would admit it before. So they say 21% said they do not think this was the case, while 22% said, I don't know. I'm a dumbass. I believe whatever they tell me on CNN is fair and balanced. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I believe. Yeah. Well, here we go. They're saying, and the fact that they're doing this in Newsweek is they're taking the temperature of America. That's why they ordered this poll. This is why they ordered this test. This is why they ordered it with people who vote people who probably would read Newsweek and take something serious in there and they do a really good job of talking about it and addressing all of the storylines that are out there right now with the whistleblowers but they don't really put any emphasis on it and what's funny is we all know that the news has an opinion now it didn't used to back in the day this is actual journalism this story where they just ask people what they think and publish the facts they're not trying to lean it one way or the other that's because they're realizing wow people really believe in this crap and here we have been making a clown show out of it and a mockery out of it with everyone else in the media for the last you know five decades or so they say uh when they ask them whether they believe the u.s government possesses quote non-human original technical vehicles 34 percent of people asked said yes while 30% said no, and 36% said, I don't know. And that's just, so we went from, does the government know more about UFOs than they're letting on, to does the government have straight up alien spacecraft? And then the number goes from 57% to 36%. Just under three out of five respondents in the poll said the US government would be able to hide evidence of the existence of aliens, should they have it. Whereas 21% responded the government would not be able to hide evidence of UFOs. And another 21% said, I don't know. 
So, interesting, interesting numbers here. And the fact doesn't matter. However you slice this question up, however you ask it, more people in this study believe that the government's covering up, that UFOs are real, that the government has alien spacecraft. Now, when asked about the House Oversight Committee's investigation, 40% of the people in the poll said they supported or strongly supported lawmakers looking into the claims of the whistleblower Grush, while 35% did not support nor oppose. They just said, we don't care. Really, this guy just came out and said the government's been hiding a fleet of UFOs from you and you don't care? Yep, 35%. Still, it's 40% that want us to investigate and 10% were strongly opposed to investigating and 16% said, you guessed it, oh no. You think there's anybody who said, oh no, to every question on this poll? Uh, you know there was. Uh, I will tell you his name. His name is Motoman. Motoman, what do you think? Oh no. I don't know. I don't know. Just be, just to be a D. Just to know that you're taking a poll. Just to screw up the uh, results of your poll, he would say that. Not because he doesn't have an opinion. And not because he doesn't believe in things. But because uh, he would just do it to be to be an a-hole. Which, I have a soft spot in my heart for that. I do a lot of things just to be an a-hole, so. There you go. But pretty interesting UFO story of the day. And the fact that a hell of a lot of Americans believe the government's covering it up. They have extraterrestrial craft they didn't tell us about. They believe that they have the ability to hide those craft. And they believe that the rest of the government should thoroughly investigate. That is good news. And we're moving in that direction. And if Newsweek writes a serious article, they never bash it. They never call it hooey-fooey. They never call it hoaxes. They never call it anything. They address the claims and then ask the people, do you believe this or this or this? And the people have spoken. And in this poll... They believe in UFOs. So I like this. This is progress, progress, progress. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. And that's what we're doing. We're eating this effing elephant one bite at a time. And we're slowly making headway on this topic. And I dig it. Ah, oh, God. Up next, let's do another Florida story. This one's, I love it, the result. It's, I would say it's a fun one, but a guy's almost got killed. But he's a bad guy, so it makes it an awesome story. We'll get into this one next. It's the Big 49. The Man Urged. Report! A mom in Nashville, Tennessee, shocked her doctors and herself this week when she gave birth to a 13-pound and 4-ounce baby boy. She'd already had one kid before, and it was over 9 pounds, so they thought the next one would be big, but nobody was expecting 13 pounds, 4 ounces. My God, no word on if they called the kid CK for cooter killer, because he wrecked that vagina. He wrecked it. It's done. In Lake Tahoe, there is now a robot that is cleaning the beaches and all of the litter left behind by humans, which is kind of cool because it's stealing a job from a human, too. The solar-powered remote-controlled robot does not take breaks or require health insurance, and it's way better than the humans that had the job before. They like to sit in the shade and act like they were picking up all the trash from the hot, sandy beach, but they weren't. So now, robot has your job, bitch. Finally, a judge in California that actually has a brain, a lady was suing Lady Gaga. Remember way back when her dogs got kidnapped and they shot the dog walker to get the dogs? And then it ends up the lady that was trying to turn them in for the $500,000 reward 
Award. Well, she was part of the deal to steal the dogs in the first place. A judge has said, hey, lady, you can't sue Lady Gaga for half a million dollars. You were part of stealing the damn dogs, and you can't profit from your crime in this state. So suck it and drop your lawsuit. You're out of here. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Ah, oh, here we go. Time to get our bounce on. I've uh, determined that Roger and Zap More Bounce is the preferred soundtrack to prison stabbings everywhere. Yeah. Get my shake out, bitch. Get my bounce on. Stabby, stabby, stabby. Stab to the rhythm. Stab. 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 Why is that a slow stabby? Because you're doing dance moves in between. It's like stab, pop, lock, stab, pop, lock, stab. That's what's going on. Let me get to this great story. You guys know who this is? Kind of gave away the, the, the lead here, but Larry Nasser. He is the guy that is serving decades in prison for sexually abusing a whole bunch of young female college gymnasts for the U.S. Olympic team. And he has been in prison in Florida, a federal prison, because he's up on a federal rap. And apparently they're experiencing staff shortages there, kind of like the prison where Epstein was. And Sunday at the United States Penitentiary uh, Coleman, he was uh, walking around and somebody jumped up with a little Roger and Zap bumping. And they're like, boom, let the Roger and Zap play. And they're like, oh, crap, somebody getting stabby stabbed. You know who it is? That pervy-ass Olympic doctor. He molested all them girls. You know what happens in prison? Dudes in prison got sisters and daughters and girlfriends and moms. They don't like molesters or rapists. They will F you up, and that's exactly what happened. Nassar got stabbed the F up. They say he is in stable condition in the uh, hospital medical wing. Yeah. One of the people said uh, Nasser had been stabbed in the back and in the chest. Two officers that were guarding the unit where he was held, well, they were on mandated overtime shifts because of staffing shortages. Oh, that's the worst. When you're on a shift like that, and then all of a sudden, the a what happens is the a-hole after you calls out. It's like, oh, I'm not coming in today. I don't feel good. And you hear his jet ski in the background. Because you're in Florida. And you're like, what? I can't hear you. Oh, that's me coughing. No, no, no. It sounds like a jet ski. It sounds like you're out on the river. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm at home. I'm watching Maury Povich and I'm sick. And they're like, yeah, no. Liar, liar. And then the guys that are on, been on shift 10, 12 hours, they got to stay until they can get somebody else to come in. And then when that happens day in and day out and day in and day out at your work, you stop saying you'll come in because they call you every day and say, hey, man, so-and-so called out. Can you come in? No. I worked 72 hours yesterday in a 24-hour day. I worked 72 hours. That's not right. And so that's what happens. And these guys get burnt out, and they're in there, and so they're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, Roger and Zap comes on, and they forget, oh, crap, that's the stabbing song. What are we going to do? I know. Get all the molesters and the freaks because they're about to get stabbed the F up. And that's exactly what happened. Larry Nasser couldn't have happened to a bigger douchebag man in the world. Has been stabbed. He admitted to sexually assaulting athletes when he worked at Michigan State University and at Indianapolis-based U.S. Gymnastics where they train Olympians. He also pleaded guilty in a separate case to possessing images of child sexual abuse. 
So this guy is a piece of poo. And if you ask me, it's a shame that he didn't die because he's a piece. Piece of poo. Shout out to the inmates that got him. Shout out to the inmates. I'm going to send them a soundtrack of uh, Roger and Zap so they got it next time they want to stab somebody. As long as it's a bad guy. Don't be stabbing innocent guys. But you get a molester or a piece of poo like this guy, like Nasser, good for you, man. Good on you, mate. All right. Up next, let's kind of go down under in a way. At least we're going to talk to a nice young Aussie man. His name is Jet Lawrence. He's got the red plate. He is dominating the 450 class. Rides for HRC Honda. And we'll get directly at him right after this on a big 49. Big, big, the Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Ty Masterpool is the highest ranking privateer in the 450 Pro Motocross right now. And he just released a new YouTube video that is him training for Southwick, where he finished 10th overall. And this is a great video to check out. This dude does not get factory support. He's training by himself in the heat of the Texas sun at his private spot. And he talks about how he's raced every single round of the outdoor season on different suspension. In the video, they're still working on trying to dial that bike in. And yet this dude is currently sitting at number six in the championship points for the 450s. So shout out to Ty Masterpool. Let's hope somebody gives that dude a factory shot or at least a fill-in ride at some point here. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. A little GNR for that ass. You know what's weird? I have friends who have named their kid Axel. And every time I hear someone, I, it, I guess it, I really laughed because I was walking into my doctor's office the other day and there's a park right next door to it. And there's a bunch of nannies and they are walking their little uh, kids over and all of these nannies were Latin ladies. And they, have, they had accents, these nannies did. And they're pushing their little white kids over to the freaking park to hang out and they all know each other because they'll probably go over there every day with the kid let the kid play and the nannies all know each other and two of them are walking and they're like hey what time are you going over here because one was walking away from the park and she goes oh i'm coming right back and she goes okay because axel and i'll be over there by the slide and i was like and i laughed out loud just hearing this little old latin lady uh call this kid axel because i i'm sorry before axel rose no one was naming their kid axel now you got all these white people naming their kids Axel, especially uh, people in my age group. Oh, man. Remember, I named my kid Duke. That's his real name. I had a douchebag that I worked with, uh, met my son the other day for the first time. My son came and had lunch with me. And uh, he's like, that's your real name? I was like, F you, that's his real name. And by the way, the boy could throw a beating on you, so probably not the smartest thing to piss him off. But he's way more gentle than I am. And I was like, yeah, it's his real name. And even after John Wayne had a great Hawaiian surfer, suck it. He's like, oh. Yeah. This guy, this guy is the same guy that named all of his kids with the same. He did the Kardashian thing. Like everyone in our family's uh, initials are the same. I'm like, oh, you douche. Douche nozzle. Anyway. I digress. Let's get back to my story. I told you guys I had a story yesterday about a dead guy in a freezer happened in Minnesota, don't you know? Well, here's what happened. Police doing an investigation. 
found 34-year-old Brandon Lee Bushman of Babbitt, Minnesota, dead in a chest freezer in the basement of an unoccupied home on June 26th. After doing an investigation, they determined that Mr. Bushman was hiding from the authorities. He had warrants and he was hiding from the popo. And he breaks into this empty house and the house had been abandoned, yet there's still a freezer in the basement. So the Pope are looking for him. He's like, oh, cool, a huge freezer. I'll hide in there. Problem is, it was an old school freezer. And when he jumped in there, he got trapped. So he basically suffocated himself to death in a freezer in a basement. And the house had no electricity, so the freezer wasn't even on. Uh, after a while, it started to smell. Authorities came in. They went into the older model freezer and they opened it up and ba-la-la, they found Mr. Stinky Bushman dead. Moral of the story, you fought the law and the law won. That's the story. Don't fight the law. Just give up. It's better, better just to give up and say F it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take the rap on this one. Because that's the best thing you could do. Or you're gonna end up dead in a freezer. Imagine that slow, miserable death. You're like, oh crap, here come the cops. I'll hide in here. And then you're stuck. And you know you fought like hell to get out of there. And you just couldn't. That was a badass, that is an old school freezer. Like that is one tough ass old school freezer if you couldn't kick your way out of it. Kick the door open from the inside. Or no, maybe he just, it got so hot in there that he lost, you know what I mean? Maybe he didn't even try to get out. Maybe he sat there and like was hiding and trying to be quiet and then passed out from lack of oxygen or something. I, I don't know. It's just awful. That's a better way to die. Locked in a freezer or shark attack? Oh, man. Right, you want to find out? Go to Florida. They got all those things in spades down in Florida. Shark attacks, death in freezer, death by tweaker. You name it, it's there. All right, coming up in the next segment of the Stretch Show today, we are going to break it down into a senator. And you know he just doesn't like... Well, this douchebag that's got an energy drink, or he's partnered in on it, and they're messing with it. I think it's funny. And trust me, it's because this guy's a douche. We'll get into this next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, those pro circuit dudes are out at Fox Raceway putting in some work in the heat. And not only that, but Austin Forkner also seen out there who has been training with our dude Rhino, Ryan Hughes. And he's been working hard to get back behind the gate. He's looking really good on the bike and all the videos that we have seen so far. He's on the track looking fast. Can't wait to see him again on a Saturday. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show. You like the energy drinks? I love the energy drinks. Ghost is my favorite. I freaking love me the ghost. I, I'm now, honest to God, I, I, I never thought I'd say this. I might be at a tie in my favorite flavors of ghost. I like the sour apple, but man, the sour watermelon is equally my favorite. It's it's really caught on. It's Maybe I've just drank so much of the sour apple that it's like a different flavor. I, they're, they're delicious. Those two in particular are effing amazing. So I highly recommend those if you're looking for it. And, uh, God, where was I at? I think I was I was in Ralph's or Vaughn's this week, and they had uh, 
two for five on the ghost. I'm like, oh, sweet. Most energy drinks are three and some change. So two fifty a pop is a good deal. Get in there and get your ghost on. And I'm telling you, the hard thing about ghost, really, the hardest thing about it is not chugging it because it tastes so good and got no sugar. Let's talk about a douchebag. Let's not talk about an energy drink that I like. Let's talk about an energy drink that I've never tried and I wouldn't try because, well, it's owned by Logan Paul. That's right, the Paul brothers. Douche and douchier. They own a energy drink called Prime. And you're like, all right, well, whatever. And energy drinks, energy drinks. Some have caffeine. Some don't have any caffeine. They have herbs and things like that in them. And, well, this one has 200 milligrams of caffeine. And a senator, Chuck Schumer, on Sunday, has officially told the FDA to investigate Prime. He said there's concerns about how Prime markets its two drinks, one of which has 200 milligrams of caffeine. And they say there's other energy drinks that have that much caffeine. That's not not an uncommon thing. But the Food and Drug Administration is being asked to investigate uh, Prime due to concerns over its high caffeine content. Why just Prime? Why are you investigating Prime? I'll tell you why. Because Logan Paul's a douche. And he's on the radar. When, when you're someone who thinks you have power, like a senator, and you see a guy like, trust me, right now, if there was some way that Chuck Schumer had listened to the 49 and heard me just railing on him or anyone in his party, he, he, he would probably be like, you know what? We need to investigate that HLS streaming radio station. Why are they not being held to the same standards as broadcast radio stations? And, and that could totally happen. And that's exactly what's happening right here. You got a douchebag in the Paul Brothers, and they've got an energy drink. And they say Prime Hydration is owned by Congo Brands, a Louisville-based company that sells other sports supplements. But the uh, beverage brand Prime is more popularly associated with Logan Paul. And... These are the guys that founded the company and capitalized on their online followings to generate buzz around the sports drink. And what's weird is they have two drinks. They have one drink that's more like a Gatorade, doesn't have caffeine, and they got one that's loaded with caffeine. And they say, just so you know, the 200 milligrams of caffeine in a 12-ounce can is the equivalent of drinking six cans of Coca-Cola. Yeah. And they talk about it's a healthy drink and it has low to zero sugar and coconut water, yet it's packed with caffeine. And now Schumer is looking into it. And energy drinks, if you get effed with, you can all blame the Logan Paul because that's exactly why you're getting investigated. If Logan Paul wasn't the spokesperson for this and the known owner of this brand, you would not be getting any heat to energy drinks from Senator Schumer. That you can bet your ass on. All right, let's get up on out of here into the final hour of the stretch show. We will rerun the Chase Sexton interview, and then I'll wrap it up and get my lunch on. It's the Big 4-9. Big 4-9, it is the stretch show. Getting ready to get out of here. Hey, I have one question. So whose cocaine was in the White House? Why have we not heard anything from that story? I saw a very funny post someone did of right before the president and his family headed off to Camp David for the weekend, including cokehead son Hunter Biden, uh, 
they were photographed together, and I'm not kidding. Hunter was holding two babies. I don't know if they were his or other family members' kids. And he was torqued out of his mind looking in that video because he's bouncing these kids like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, hey, Cokehead, slow down, buddy. He's either very hyper or he was doing blow. And it's funny, man. And that story has died. And I told you, if it ended up being Hunter, the story was going to go away. Oh, inconclusive. We couldn't get a fingerprint on the bag. Yeah. The video cameras all went down. The guards were asleep. Well, we don't know. That's what was going to happen. And we've heard nothing of that yet. And then there's also the chance of a fall guy popping up. They'll be like, yes, security guard. He he was worried about falling asleep, so he's doing blow. I have an idea. Go drink some energy drinks. Don't do blow. The only person doing blow in the White House is Hunter, in my opinion. It's not proven. But we haven't heard about it, so that's interesting. All right, getting out of here tomorrow on the show, our friend Dylan Fernandez from the Star Racing Yamaha team. Straight out of France. Parlez-vous français? I hope Marvin Muscan, if you heard the Moto Minutes today, I hope Marv does race Washuga. I, I like Marv, man. Marv's a nice guy. I think he's been done dirty, and he's very loyal to that KTM team. I hope he races around out of Washuga. Ah, we'll see what happens. All right, it is lunchtime. Time for me to get my grub on. Yesterday, by the way, I'm losing my mind. Old age is creeping up on me. For the second time in a week, I forgot my lunch at home. Didn't have a lunch. That's why I had lunch with my son. I called my son and said, I forgot my lunch. Will you bring me some food? I swear. Thank God my son's a good kid. My wife and my daughter would told me to pound sand and eat a big sack of these nuts. They would have brought me nothing. They'd have been like, F you, it's a far drive. You suck. We're not getting you anything. But my son came. That was very nice. He's a good boy. By the way, speaking of my son, uh, deal season two coming July 30th. July 28th or 30th. I'll lock that in before it gets here. But just a couple weeks on Stars, his uh, TV show. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.